Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. The time has come this Wednesday. RHOC is back. How does everyone feel about the return of Miss Heather Dubrow? Are we excited for the return of RHOC? The trailer looks pretty good, I have to admit. So I'm kind of excited. I mean, look, they took their time to revamp the whole thing. And I, I don't know. I'm cautiously optimistic. So here is one of our, we're sharing another one of our kind of lost in the back feed. Let's highlight Miss Peggy Sulahan. I mean, she was the hundredth housewife. She was a one season wonder. Sometimes the one season wonders, you know, if they were brought back, would they, I really feel there should be, you know, we're doing all these things with like ultimate girls trip. I think there should be a one season wonder show because I think a lot of those one season wonders who had their moment and now it's kind of over for them. I mean, look, I think they've sat back and watched and they're like, look, if I, if I, if I were given another chance, I would do it so much differently next time. So, but I love Peggy. I think I put her up there with Joyce Gerard is like one of the nicest housewives a lot of people who listen to this the first time around way back were like wow she's way nicer than i ever thought so i feel this one is lost in the back catalog too so in honor of this wednesday the return of rhoc here is a chat with miss peggy sulahian the hundredth housewife rhoc hey guys this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope how is everyone doing today we are here today with a very special guest all the way from the West Coast, from the OC, the one and only Real Housewife, forever Real Housewife of Orange County, Miss Peggy Salahian. How are you? Yes, good. How are you doing, David? How's it going over there? Great. Just uh, we're in quarantine, so I think we're going to kill each other. Is your whole family home with you? Yes, we're all home. The girls are home. My son is home. My husband is at home. So all five of us are here in quarantine. Wow. And you guys quarantined before New York. I think we were right behind you. Exactly. How are you guys doing out there? We're okay. You know, I mean, I think because of what I do, you know, I can do it from home. Not that I prefer to do it from home, but I feel like it's kind of, at least I can work. I think, I guess, if you're used to going to an office every day, you're probably in culture shock right now. Exactly. 
you know, but I agree with you. But I feel like it's a good time for us to talk. It's actually, we're like stuck at home. I figured, why not chat? Exactly. I agree with you. So I figured, why don't you tell me about yourself? Because, you know, the listeners come here because of, you know, you were on a show called Real Housewives of Orange County. But I know we have a lot of other stuff to talk about. But I figured, why don't you start at the beginning? Like, tell me and tell the listeners kind of like where you're from and where you grew up. Tell us a little bit about where it all began. Sure. Um, I'm Armenian. Um, I come from an Armenian family. I know how to read and write Armenian. That's my first language. Um, I have three kids, Giovanna and Gianelle, two girls and one boy. His name is Coco. Uh, my husband's name is Zico. We've been married for 24 years. It's going to be 25 as a matter of fact uh, next month. Um, what else do you want to know? So yeah, you're going to been 24 years ago. So you're probably going to be sorry. You're going to be trapped in probably for your anniversary, huh? Well, we trapped exactly. We were supposed to go to Europe. We were supposed to go to the Ferrari factory in Italy, and they shut it down, so we can't go there. And then we were supposed to travel to Spain after that, and then go to Paris for 25th anniversary so I guess we're gonna have to spend it at home I was talking to my husband the other day about it I said we have no choice but to cancel and stay here and celebrate it at home I don't know how that's gonna turn out I know I have friends that are getting married in May and I was going to a wedding and I have a big milestone birthday which we don't need to talk about what number it is but I was gonna go on a major trip in June and I'm starting (laughs) to think like I'm starting to think none of this is happening right now I know, right? <laughs> I don't think anything's going to happen for anybody right now. I don't think so either. So how did you end up in the OC? Like after you married your husband, like did you move right to California when you moved here from overseas? Uh, yes, I've been in California all my life. I came here when I was a year old. Um, I went to an Armenian private school and uh, like I said, our first language was Armenian and um, been here ever since I was one. So not telling you my age, like 46. Uh, I've been here for 46 years. Wow. Um, with my family. Yeah. Exactly. And then, and where did you meet your husband, Diko? I, I met him actually, God, it's uh, funny to say, but it was 25 years ago. Um, we were introduced by uh, a cousin of ours, a cousin of his. So that's how we met. And then um, we started dating in October. And um, we got married, I think we were together for a year, and we got married on April 29. So, yeah, that's how it started. Wow. So now, my best friend. Wow. Now, of course, so you're living in Orange County, and do you remember the beginning, like when the show, when the Real Housewives of Orange County, the first of the Real Housewives series got started, like, do you remember there being a buzz around casting? Like, did you know any of the girls at that time, like way back before you were even on it? Yeah, Lydia. I knew Lydia. Uh, my husband was was friends with Doug and uh, friends with Lydia. So that's how we started. 
Um, so she was my friend. She's one of my best friends. And uh, that's how we kind of started off with the show. And they've been asking me to be on the show for five years. Um, and I knew it wasn't something that um, I wanted to pursue. So even one year when they called me, I said, sorry, I have a funeral to go to. So I wasn't really interested. Um, it just, I thought that it wasn't for me um, because I, it's hard to say that, you know, with our reputation, I would do such a thing like that. Um, and I never really watched the show. The only time I watched it was when I was sitting down to dinner for 10 minutes and I would turn it off. And then I got kind of fed up with it because all I saw was fighting, fighting and really didn't get anything out of it. So I really didn't have time to really watch it. And I stopped it after like maybe three episodes. I never was into watching any of them because it was all the same thing and um, same storyline, same situation so I kind of stopped doing it stopped watching it so that's how I kind of ended up you know not continuing to watch it so that's how I never really did never was into it and then the season that you came on what something changed for season 12 you just said I guess now is the time like who kind of got you involved in the show well, production kept calling me and left me a message saying, please, please just call, please just call. And I kind of felt bad if I didn't give them a call. So I did um, end up calling them and um, it started off from there and it really, really went really quickly with a lot of, with a lot of um, interviews. And I really didn't know what was going on because it was keeping me away from my situation, from my health. Uh, thinking about my health at that time, which I was enduring a lot of um, situations and I didn't really understand or really notice that I was even doing all these interviews and it's not, it was very rigorous and it was more than 10 interviews, but it kept me going from, you know, with all the um, problems that I was going through with my health and my dad's health at the same time. Right. I mean, there's so many stories like there's so many of the housewives that have a similar story where, you know, they were asked in previous seasons and they may or may not have been interested. And then they kind of just fell into it in the season that they were cast. And then exactly. did and then did you so was was Lydia, did you know anyone else on the show for your season bef uh, be before you started other than Lydia or was it just Lydia? Like, did you know Vicky and Tamara no. and Shannon? No, it was just, uh, it was just Lydia. So that's how, you know, I, I was through Lydia, nobody else. That makes sense. And I sense. got to meet the girls on the show. And then once you started filming, what were your takeaways? Were you like, okay, you know, this is pretty much what I thought it would be. Or were you like, oh my God, what the hell did I just get myself into? You know what the thing was, David? I was going through so much, and I feel bad that you guys didn't even see the real Peggy. I'm very opinionated. Uh, it's kind of like, don't mess with me. Uh, I kind of say, don't mess with me, or I'll mess with you even worse, a uh, hundred times more. But at that time, I have to say, 
uh, on December 5. My dad was getting sick in October, and at that time I started to have cancer, and I really didn't give myself the time of day to take care of myself. So when he passed away in December, I was in the hospital with him, taking care of him with cancer. So on January, he passed away in December 5, and on January 20, I was rushed to the hospital to have my surgery because they found cancer. So um, I had a double mastectomy. I was already in shock with my father and um, really going downhill, like lost 20 pounds. I wasn't taking care of myself. wasn't going to my doctor appointments, always canceled it. So on January 20, I went into surgery and I had tubes, blood, and I had um, a nurse coming in here, giving me a bath. I was really in a really bad condition. And my nerves were not there. I was all shocked. Uh, I was always in this mode of hospitals and hospitals and hospitals. And I was in bed for six weeks and production said, we need you. So after taking out my tubes and going through all that, I had to get dressed and get out of the house. But it, it, there's so much story behind my life that I feel bad that it wasn't out there because I was in such a bad that's why I was always quiet. My nerves were not there. I didn't know what was going on. It was always um, filming two times a day sometimes, but it got me through it because I had to get dressed and get out of the house. Um, as far as uh, part of like, you know, getting better, I didn't get better. Um, I was on meds because I was always in pain. Um, then I started going to my doctor's meetings and he was like put fluid in my breast so it looks normal, but it would always grow. And every time he did that, um, it was just to see like, so I don't have a flat, you know, um, breast and I had like expanders in there and it's, let me explain to you how expanders work. And I didn't even know about it. It's like a thousand pound metals on each breast. Um, and I was constantly in pain and that would always grow. So that, those days I couldn't even go film because I was in excessive and crucial pain. Um, wow. And I wish everything, put, yeah, I wish everything was put out there, but I was just caught in a very bad time. Um, so I was on meds and I was just not all there. Um, so when I was put in situations like that, I couldn't, I didn't really, I wasn't myself. I, I don't let anybody walk over me. I don't let anybody tell me what to do. I always have the last word. And um, I'm pretty, pretty straightforward that you don't want to hear it um, because you're not straight. So I put you in your place, basically. That's just how my personality is. I don't give anybody um, any chance to um, talk to me the way they want to because I will get back at you so you guys did not see all these things um, and I apologize and I wanted to put my story out there so everybody and I'm you know everybody's going through breast cancer and when they did ask me on the show um, like a couple of girls do you or do you not have cancer and at that time we had gone through so much and it was never discussed in my family. So I kind of was in denial too, because I was thinking of my dad. That's uh, all I was thinking about. So I was in denial. So when they asked me, I'm like, do I, do I not have cancer? I was in shock. And um, my son asked, and I asked my son just recently, a month ago, I said, and I want to talk to him about it. I said, 
do you know that I got sick? He's like, yeah, I know you have, you had cancer, but he doesn't understand or he doesn't know what it means. So I just uh, let it go because I don't want to talk about it. But then it hit me, to be honest with you, two, two years later that I had cancer. Um, and for a whole year, I, I just started to accept it slowly. Um, and that's a lot to go through and, like while you're filming. Yeah, exactly. And it, you guys didn't see all that. And I wish you did. I just got caught. And, and if they asked me, do you do you not have cancer? I really would have given it back to them saying, what are you talking about? How do you, you know, ask someone if they have cancer, like shame on you? Do you think before you speak? So I'm not the one to be quiet. I'm very, very opinionated. And I'm very strong. So I think being strong got me through the things that I went through. And I wanted to put everything out there. Did you ever have any reservations? Like, was there ever a question in your mind whether you should have like a double mastectomy or just based on like your family history, like that was a no brainer? No, um, what happened was my dad was in the hospital and I told the doctors, I said, listen, get all my files ready. I even told the doctor what to do. I go, get all my files ready. I'm coming in, this is the only day. Um, I want all my lab reports ready. Um, I'm not coming back. I got to go back to the hospital for my dad. And um, so when I walked into the doctor's office, she was even picking up the lab reports, opened the door. And she said to me, your Baraka came back negative. Um, and having a Baraka positive does not mean anything. That's just a BS test, to be honest with you. Um, and I was even thinking about doing it before Angelina Jolie came out with it. I've been, you know, thinking about it. My husband said, you have to go to therapy for that. I said, what therapy? I don't need therapy. So that lingered two years later for you to be ready with the answer. So I said, I don't need therapy. So um, two years later, I did have cancer. And um, what happened was in a matter of three months, it was pretty... Um, it was pretty aggressive. Um, and three months ago, like let's say I didn't have cancer and then three months later it came back. It, it, I had it, not it came back. I had it. So I was pretty shocked um, to find it. So I walked into the doctor's office. She said, your Barack came back negative. And I'm like, okay. She said, um, I'm like, okay, thank you. I got to go to the hospital. And she goes, no, sit down. And I said, she said, but we found cancer. And I said, okay, I got to go. So it didn't really hit me. My mindset was not completely there at all. And um, then she told me, sit down. And I'm like, why am I sitting down? Fine, I have cancer. I, big deal. Um, and then when I sat down, I'm like, cancer? And what she said, and I had like a fake cry. So I can feel something from my heart. But to me, that fake cry was, um, now what? Because cancer seems to be a bad word. So I just didn't think about it. And I said, listen, she goes, either chemo or radiation, chemo and radiation and tamoxifen. And I said, and I could only think about radiation. My mind didn't even go to chemo because that was just too much for me to um, comprehend. I went to radiation. I said, I don't want my face to be brown, my body, because I know from my mom, that's the only thing I touched because I didn't want to realize what was going on. And I told her, I said, what, am I, what, are, my, um, what are my options? And she said, we could take one out. I said, what, take one out? 
I'm too young to do that. It doesn't make sense. And she said, or a double mastectomy. And I said, let's take it out. I'm done. Bye. On a matter of 10 seconds, I made my decision and I walked out and I went back to the hospital and I didn't even know what happened to me. I was still in that mode of my dad. It was very, very difficult to lose a dad, uh, considering I went through all that with my mom with seven years of cancer. Um, And my dad didn't even know I had cancer when I was in the hospital. It was that bad. So then I had to bury him with cancer. And then I had to go to my double mastectomy. So these are things you guys don't know. Um, And nobody gave me a chance to talk about it. Or this is something very, very relatable. Um, And I think me being strong for my mom, because I had to overcome her you know, her sickness, I didn't have a choice. And I found out about it when she was 13 years old. And until 21, I had to endure it. So it made me a strong person. Do you think the producers, sorry to interrupt you. I was going to say, do you think the producers were, you know, sympathetic to your situation? You know, you were going through a lot while you were filming. Oh yeah, totally. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, totally. And did you ever get a sense from any of the other women, like, you know, to what you alluded to, you know, was there this feeling of like, oh, she doesn't really have cancer or she's faking it or she's making a big deal out of this? Like, did you get that sense from any of the other women? Ah, screw them. I don't care. Like I told you, I'm opinionated. I say it as it is. Um, I don't care for their sympathy. I don't need it. Um each his own. Nobody gave me a chance. There was a scene um, when I was at Megan's house. I was really in a fragile state. And when I told Shannon, I said, do you trust your husband? Uh, Has he done anything to you that you don't trust him? And then when we went to the kitchen, we were going to film again, um, continuing what would happen on the table. And I asked Shannon, I said, are you okay? Uh, Because I could tell from her eyes she's not okay. So I'm there trying to um, kind of, you know, soothe her feelings of what she's going through. And then she goes, I'm okay. She yelled. Um, And she goes, are you okay? And that's when I broke down because I wanted somebody to open up to. And I wanted them to you know, to talk to them. Um, I was really, I went out and I couldn't even breathe and producers ran after me. And then you see a scene in the car that I'm crying and it wasn't crying because I couldn't take it. I can take anything. I was crying because I had an opportunity to talk and she didn't let me talk and it was all bottled inside. Um, I was just bottled inside. I, I, I wanted to open up. It was killing me what I was going through. It was difficult, and I was just ready to explain everything. But these girls are very vicious, and all they cared about was camera time. That makes sense. So I'm, just, uh, who, so I'm being very honest and very um, open with you. Absolutely. I mean, I get that sense that, I mean, what else do you feel that we didn't see from you, you know, throughout that season? Like not seeing the um, real Peggy. Yeah, being myself, which right. um, people say you're funny, we want to be around you, um, being very 
um, smart. People thought I wasn't smart. And you have to, you know, you have to understand there's a lot of editing going on. But the funny thing is, I still don't know what a coal is because now I do because it's because it's because we're sitting in front of a fireplace and then there's coal and they're saying coal. And then I said, what coal? Why would you mention coal? You know, there's a fireplace, there's coal out of conversation. And I still don't know. I didn't know what coal is because I always get gifts. So that was raised. I've I've been raised in an Armenian family. The school expected us to speak Armenian and they were very strict about it. And um, when I went to college, all my friends were Armenian. When I went to UCLA, all my friends were Armenian because I was used to that. So we never really, I wasn't used to these idioms. And then when you turn to me and you say, didn't you go to UCLA? UCLA has nothing to do with idioms. Didn't you try to get into UCLA three times and you got rejected? So, I mean, these are things I could have said and I should have said, but I was in a very bad state. Right. Um, like I said, expanders, I was in pain, doctors, uh, filming, getting dressed, taking my meds. It was very, very difficult for me at that time, but I do appreciate it or I would have gone through depression. I definitely would have gone through depression. And I mean, you came in with like big personalities. I mean, did you feel like welcome by like Vicky, Tamara, Shannon, or like how was the reception? You know, because there's always this rumor, you know, like Vicky and, and Tamara are not nice to the new girl, et cetera, et cetera. No, I hit it off with Vicky, to be honest with you, uh, from the beginning. And you know, the funny thing is, before I was on the show, the couple of times that I've watched it, I said, I would really like to be friends with Vicky. Like, I feel like she would be there for me. That, and then I always have feelings and it always comes true reality and it's not like a psychic kind of thing but it's an intuition a very very um deep intuition so I have that set of mind so when I did meet her I went with open um kind of with an open mind and we did hit it off and of course with Lydia and with uh Tamara I really like her and I've I've you know like went out of my way called her a couple of times and she wanted I noticed she wanted to be friends um but I think not that I think I know Shannon was keeping her away from being getting close to me um because there were a couple of times she's like yeah let's go out let's go out and then all of a sudden she's like I can't go out and she went out with Shannon and I said you know what bring Shannon with you bring Shannon and her husband with you I have nothing to hide and uh she wouldn't she always backed out so I think Shannon didn't want to get close to me. Um, so I feel like that's the reason Tamara and I did not get close. But I do like her. All the women have their own personalities. Like you have to understand there's six personalities on the show that are going to clash. So that's how just reality is. And when people come up to you, you know, re- recognizing you from the show, is there any one thing in particular that they you know, mention to you? Because I have to say, I think one of the most classic scenes in Housewives history is you closing Megan's mouth. Like that to me, I loved it. (laughs) Yes. So, I mean, do people mention that to you or is it more just like the overall 
I mean, that was that was classic to me. Thank you. And I got a lot of scrutiny, like, don't touch my mouth, but you're talking too much. I invited you. (laughs) I should have said, I invited you to my party. Shut your mouth. So the only way I could do it, instead of being rude, I did it. So I think it's normal. (laughs) To me, that's normal. I mean, it was hilarious. I noticed a lot of people are doing that now, like, shut your mouth. So it's just normal. I mean, you're talking too much. Stop being rude to my guest. And she's trying to get out of the conversation. You keep digging to it. So stop it. So the only way I could do it is to prove it, like to show it to you how to shut up. So that's just me. That's just who I am. I mean, that was Um, hilarious. Are you shocked at all? Are you shocked at like the fact that Megan and Jimmy are divorcing? Uh, he's a very nice guy, to be honest with you. Very, very nice guy. He always, uh, showed us, um, he was always, you know, was very close to us. Um, shocked. I didn't see the connection when they were together. I really, from Jimmy's face, I did not see the connection. So, um, I wish them well. Uh, I feel bad that they're not together. But uh, hopefully if things work out, that'll be great. Divorce is never a good thing in the family. I always say there's two things, two things that break a family, uh, cancer and divorce. So I always say that there's two things that break it up. Absolutely. I mean, you know, and I'm not personally necessarily shocked myself either. Do you do you keep in touch with anyone from your time on the show? I do. I keep in touch with Vicky and um, Lydia. I see oh, Lydia a lot. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so you actually keep in touch with Vicky too. Wow. Yeah, I do. I text her uh, when she left the show um, and had a little combo with her. So um, we go out and um, yeah. Vicky and Lydia, they're very sweet. They're very nice. I mean, I, I like to be with real people instead of you know their friends with you on the show and then all of a sudden they don't know who you are um and it's just toxic and it wasn't good for my health i for for my health to be cancer free it was better that i had to be away from toxic because my nerves i don't want to get shot um i don't want problems with my family and it does kind of mess up family situations I'm going to be honest with you. Um, it's, it's, it's not easy to be on a show like that on a reality show. And people don't notice that they just see 45 minutes of it, but we're filming like three hours or four hours each scene twice a day. So it's taking a lot of your family time out. I didn't really even get to see my son for a whole year. The wait is over. That's right. A season five of the Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu.
I'm in such a good mood because I just got my new rain jacket, t-shirts, and sweaters in the mail from Tentry. Not only are these products fashion forward, but they're earth friendly. Tentry sells lots of different products, including clothing, underwear, outerwear, activewear, and more. What I love is that not only are these fashion forward, like I said, but everything they make is manufactured ethically and from materials that are either sustainably sourced or recycled. Besides being sustainable, Tentry clothing is so soft and so comfortable. I'm already wearing these t-shirts like all day and all night. Listen, for every item purchased from Tentry, they plant 10 trees. And this helps take carbon out of the air, replenish ecosystems, and it gives jobs to tree planters and communities around the world. Learn more about Tentry's planting mission and to grab some comfy, sustainable clothes, check out their website, www.tentry.com. And because you're listening to this podcast, use code VELVET to get 15% off your first order. That's www.tentree.com. Use code VELVET to get 15% off your first order. Hey guys, there's big news from my favorite home security company. Simply Safe just launched their new wireless outdoor security camera. That's right, Simply Safe, the system that US News and World Report names best home security system of 2021, just got even better. This brand new outdoor security camera is engineered with all the advanced tech and security features you want and need to help keep you and your family safe. I love that it zooms in eight times. This means that you can zoom in and clearly see things like faces and license plates to capture critical evidence. It has a built-in spotlight with color night vision so you can keep an eye on what's going on day and night. To learn more about the exciting new Simply Safe wireless outdoor security camera, visit simplysafe.com/velvetrobe. What's more, Simply Safe is celebrating this new camera by offering 20% off your entire new system and your first month of monitoring service free when you enroll in their interactive monitoring program. Once again, that's simplysafe.com/velvetrobe. With the holidays just around the corner, I have the perfect gift for your loved ones. It hasn't been an easy year or two. We're all not seeing the people we love as much as we used to. This is why Skylight Frame is the perfect gift to give someone you love this holiday season. Skylight Frame is a photo frame you can update instantly by email from anywhere. It sets up effortlessly in under 60 seconds. You literally just plug it in. You use the touchscreen to connect to your wireless network and voila, enjoy. Everyone in the family can just email them to your personal Skylight email address and they'll pop up in seconds. Multiple people can send photos to the frame. So it's a great way to keep large networks of friends and families in touch. And what I love is, which is what I did, you can preload it with your favorite photos for a personalized gift. So you can import pictures of you and all your friends and family, and then you can send it on to the person as the gift. Now as a special offer, you can get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter code VELVET. That's right. To get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame, just go to skylightframe.com and enter code VELVET. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com, promo code VELVET. 
This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Check out betterhelp.com slash velvetrobe. You may not be feeling down and out and depressed or like you're at a total loss, but if your stress level is high, your temper is shorter than usual, or even if you're starting to feel strained in any of your relationships, you could probably use the chance to unload. Talk to someone who's completely unbiased and who's not going to judge you or take sides. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you might gain for it. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and behind the Velvet Rope listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash velvet rope. Betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. I have to tell you guys about my latest obsession, Operator. Housewives doesn't have anything on Operator. Operator is set in the 90s, and it's all about the phone sex industry. In the 90s, phone sex operators worked around the clock to fill fantasies. It all started with an idea from Mike Parties and Michael Self. They built a company called American Telnet. But it was the women behind the phones who created the close-knit yet dysfunctional family that turned American Telnet into a multi-billion dollar company. They were sailing lavish yachts, they were fueling wild drug parties, they were burning through cash by the minute, and the FBI was watching their every move. I told you it reminded me of Housewives. Wondery and Topic Studios' new podcast, which is called Operator, it's the untold story of a company which dominated the phone sex industry until the money blinded them. And it all came crashing down. There's so much intrigue in this podcast. There are so many twists. There are so many turns. I am freaking addicted. You guys need to follow Operator on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or you can listen early and ad-free by subscribing to Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app. Yeah, filming. you film a lot just for, you know, for one episode is just a ton of filming. I, I think a lot of people... Don't realize that. And, you know, like, to, especially when you're going through a health issue, I mean, what really matters more than that in life? Exactly. Exactly. Definitely what are your agree. What are your thoughts on, are you shocked that, like, Vicky and Tamara are not coming back? You know, that technically the show is, I mean, that's kind of a big deal, like, that they're really starting to shake things up at Bravo, even with the OGs, so to speak. You know, to be honest with you, like I said, I have a deep intuition. I had a feeling Tamara wouldn't come back. I had a very deep intuition to when I was on it the year after. I had, I had a feeling I said she's not coming back the next season. So, like I said, I feel it. I know it. And it always happens. With Vicky, I kind of knew. I knew. She was, she was already done when I was even on it. She was already done, I can tell. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss Vicky. Yeah, she's, yeah, she should have still, she, she was done. Vicky was done. Mentally and physically, she was done. When we were on it, I just, you know, had convos with her. And I could see her anxiety and used to calm her down. And she was really done from that time. So I'm happy that she did get out of it because 
her fiance wanted her to get out of it too. So it, you know, he's a very nice guy. So, um, Steve, so he, so I kind of felt that too, that it's going to happen. It's going to come soon. Do you know Kelly Dodd or Heather Dubrow or any of these folks? Well, Heather is my neighbor. Oh. Um, so I, yeah, Heather is my neighbor. And uh, Kelly, um, what was the question about Kelly again? Do, do you I know her? <laughs> do, do, you, do you know her at all? Like, is, is OC that small that you guys all r- run into each other? Well, I did see her at Mastro's with her other boyfriend, uh, but I didn't approach her. She had a lot of beef with me, uh, laughing at me, calling me names that I held back at the reunion that nobody calls each other that. Um, And one thing that you do see me getting aggressive is she said, I'll have my dad beat up your dad or I'll something like that and it was like four o'clock in the morning they're all drunk um and I got up and I said what did you say about my dad and I was gonna beat the crap out of her um I couldn't really I had anxiety for 45 minutes in my room and I shut the door and called my husband and I couldn't even get my thoughts together to explain to him what had happened and um I said, Peggy, you know, get your mind straight. This guy's going to get on the next plane to come, and I don't even know where I am in Iceland. So that's how her and Tamara were laughing at me in the room, and I was recording it, and they didn't even know. It's like, don't F with me, I'll F with you back. That's my personality. I won't let you get away with anything. See, these things you guys didn't see on the show about me. And um, they like things like that, but I just wasn't in my state of mind. I'm sorry to all the viewers. Um, I mean, I won't let anybody get away with anything. If you're going to do things like that, you're not going to get away with anything. So that's just who I am. Would you ever do the show again if, like, they came to you? I don't think so. I don't think so. It's a lot. No. It's a lot. Like I said, my health is my priority. I don't want um, cancer back because once you have it, I believe it'll always come back. And as a child, I always knew I was going to get it. Really? Anything. I always felt it. It's going to come. It's going to come. And it did come. Wow. Like I told you, my intuition is very deep. I felt it. And I did get it. So, um, I know that if I do do it, I have a chance. Once you get it, I don't, you know, I'm scared of that. I don't want to die young. <laughs> no, no. You know, I mean, it's, that's, that's a scary thing. You know, like you look at like Shannon Doherty, like her cancer just came back and, you know, listen, health is the only thing who, that we have at the end of the day, you know? Whose cancer came back? Shannon Doherty from 90210. I don't know if you're a 90210 fan. Yeah, but that's, I've heard, yeah, I do remember that. I do remember that. It came back. I had no idea. Once you have it, that's it. Your body makes it, no matter what. So I'm waiting for it, basically. Now I'm waiting for it. That's how I feel. See, these things you did not 
see. It's it's so deep. It goes so deep that, um, I mean, it's so relatable. My DMs are out of control. What hurts me when they say my daughter in Florida has it, but I can't go visit her. And she's like 23 years old or 22 years old. It just kills me that those are the ones that kill me mothers reach out to me or they always ask me what did you do what doctor do you go to but I'm not I can't give you any medical advice and every every um one is different every case is different so I kind of tend away from saying you know giving them advice but I could tell them what I went through you know so that has to be one of the most positive things of the show that like people are reaching out to you you could oh, possibly definitely. help them. Oh, definitely. How did, definitely. How, did, how did Deco get into his love of cars? He was always into cars. Uh, I mean, he's had cars since he was 21. He had a Mercedes, he had a Ferrari. We're not talking like old ones. Um, and they're all owned and not borrowed. People say, oh, you borrow. No, we have all the pink slips. If you guys want to see it, we don't have a problem with it. And it's always the newest ones. Whenever it first comes out, we already have it. Uh, very used to it. So he yeah, was always raised with cars. He loves, he has a passion for cars. If he didn't, he wouldn't have been so successful. And like I said on the show, his dad gave him 500 bucks and then it turned into $5,000. So he said, um, the dad said, you know what? Where this guy knows something. So he's got a head over his shoulder. So he continued doing it. He continues doing it. So that's what he exactly did. And um, just a second, hold on. Okay, sure. So um, he always had a passion for it. And um, that's why he's successful. Like I said, he loved it. So as far as cars, I even asked him the other I was like over 30. I'm like, really? <laughs> I didn't even know about it. And um, he just loves it. But is there, the best one he loves is sorry. Is there a favorite car that you have had or have? Like, do you have a favorite or does he have a favorite? I'm a Ferrari girl. No really? What car I drive, I'm a Ferrari girl, 100%. I love it. Um, I have, I've driven all kinds of cars, all kinds, but. Ferrari is my favorite and I think Deco's he's a Ferrari person too even though there's a lot of Lambos and the new Senna that came out uh, it's like what 1.2 million so it's an amazing car so he loves that too I mean these are cars that you won't even see on the street and um but um he has but I think he's a Ferrari guy he loves Ferrari I can't even picture what that other car looks like, the one you just mentioned. I'm like... Go online, you'll see it. Really? Go online, you'll see all the pictures. Yeah, if you go to uh, Deco's um, Instagram, you'll see it. Yeah. I'll have to to check that out. Um, What else did I want to ask you? Yes. I I want you to ask me whatever you want. Whatever questions you want, open to it. I was going to ask you, well, I wanted to talk for just two seconds that I have more housewives questions, but so what are you up to now? Like I saw online, you were also doing like this 24 hour pure serum. All I know is it looked amazing because it has gold in it or it, it's, it's gold. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's, 
Double Dare, which I did a collaboration and I started earlier this year. Um, and you guys can exclusively purchase it online uh, at doubledarespa.com. It's a serum infused with 24 karat gold um, and rose water to help cleanse, it detoxifies and improve skin tones from inside and out. It also has a powerful anti-aging benefits um, that prevent wrinkles and reduces the look of dryness. It's amazing. It just gives you the glow, like the 24 karat glow. You can put it underneath your makeup uh, to give it a glow, or you can even use it on top. So really, it's an amazing, amazing product, which I collaborated with um, Double Dare Spa. That looks, I like the gold and I like the rose. It's like a good combination. Right. It, it smells great, too. It smells great, too. And it, I love the glow. So that's why it's all 24 karat, too. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, it, like, sounds really good. Um, well, one thing I wanted to ask you is um, if you had to yeah. choose, if you had to choose only between hanging out with either Megan or Kelly Dodd, who would you choose? This is where my mind goes. Well, Megan is very, I, I, she yes. doesn't have personality. She doesn't, I mean, it's not like, what would you talk to her about? I mean, I'm like, I like to laugh. I like to have fun. I would probably say Kelly. I even told her when, before she even attacked me like that, I even told her, put my arm around her nice and I said, Kelly, I'm really having a good time with you. But she also has this other part that you got to be careful and you don't know when it's going to come out. She always gets angry. Um, that part I'm not very fond of, but I would say Kelly. She's fun to be with. That makes sense. And what about, would you rather hang out with Tamara or would you rather hang out with Shannon? Tamara. Well, you know what? Shannon was my neighbor. She lived in the same area. I wouldn't mind being friends with her as well, but she never really um, wanted to get close to me. I don't know for what reason, uh, just from the get-go. When we first started filming, I didn't feel sincere with her. Um, I think Tamara would be more fun to be with, and I'm more of a fun person. I like to have fun, and I do like have I like to have serious conversations with some people, not just bringing me down, hearing about their problems and stuff like that. But I, you know, I do want to reach out. I do want to like therapists. Uh, I like to, you know, talk about their problems to help them out. And I'm always at the end of it. You can always count on me no matter what. And I feel like that's what I did to Vicky. And the reason her hair was wet and everybody said, my hair was wet is because I thought you were having a heart attack and you had a fever. So I put wet towel on your forehead. So, um, like I said, I was in the mode of hospital. So, and, and that's just normal to do with Armenians. You put a towel on your forehead so you can kind of feel cold. And, you know, I was in the bathroom. She was throwing up. I was holding her hair. And everybody was just standing there not doing anything. I'm not that type of person, no matter what, even if it was Shannon who didn't want to get close to me, she needs me or I see something, I will be there to help her out. At the end of it, I'm always pulling you through. You can that count makes on me sense. For that one. 
I mean, and do you do you yeah. run into any of these people like going out and about, or you don't really run into them very often? Like I said, I run into Kelly. Yeah. Um, I and uh, um, um, why did I forget? Oh my God, I forgot her name. Why did I forget her name? Heather, Lydia. No. no. Lydia. Heather. Why did I forget her name? Lydia. It happens. Uh, I run. I I'm a lot. I we go out and stuff. Very close to Doug too. Dico's very close to Doug too. Um, that's about it. I mean, I like I said at Kelly, I did see her. Uh, Vicky, um, you know, I talked to her. Uh, as far as Shannon, no, I don't know where they live in Newport. Everybody. I don't know. I don't even know where Coro de Casa is or those places is too far. I live in Newport Coast, so it's only a three-mile radius. And um, you can't get into the gate either if you wanted to. Oh, so really? That's it. For, well, yeah, that's it for Shannon. She can't even come in the gate. Sorry. Seriously. <laughs> what was I going to ask you? Um, I forgot my train of thought. I had to ask you something not about Shannon, not about uh, Vicky. This is what happens. I often get lost in my own thoughts. It was something it's interesting. Okay, it was something Happy interesting. Anything. What do you rec? I mean, do you get recognized a lot? Like when you, because people say like when when they travel overseas, like do you get recognized a lot like locally or like when you travel? Everywhere, everywhere. It- Once you're on TV, you get recognized everywhere. You get stopped. You get bombarded. They want to take pictures. They want to hang out. Um, elevators. Oh my gosh, uh, you're Peggy. Can we take a picture when you're walking? You can't really go out looking like crap. I have like three hats in my car. My husband laughs at me. I go, "This is for the supermarket. This is for the mall." Are you so, shocked at like the? Are you shocked at like the reach of the housewives, like just how far reaching it is? Like this is like a cultural phenomenon, you know what I mean? Even from just one season, like the cultural phenomenon, you know, like, listen, everyone in life, everyone's going to want to go back to that one thing. Like you do realize in like 20 years out of everything, you, like people are still going to want to talk to you about this one season on the OC. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, even after just of one season, yes, they do. Uh, I think it will still be um, something that people will recognize as years go by because it's like you can, you're the 100th housewife. Out of all the franchise, you're the 100th housewife. So um, it is recognizable and people do everywhere I go. So it always happens. So that's something that comes within and you have to accept it no matter what, and you have to get used to it. And you have to give your fans the attention, which I love every single one of them. Every one of them. So, and I appreciate their support, and I love them for that. And without them, you know, I probably wouldn't have gone through everything that I went through because of their support. That makes sense. Did your husband and kids not want you to do the show, or did they want you to do the show, or they just kind of left it all up to you? <laughs> Excuse me. Bless you. My husband wanted me to do the show because I was sick. So he wanted me to get out of that mode. Uh, and I told him, I said, are you crazy? So he wanted me to change. 
my kids in the beginning, it was fun. And then I remember the producer when he came to the house, we're going to film. He's like, where's GNL? I said, she's upstairs and she's in our room telling me I don't want to come downstairs and film. So <laughs> my kids did not like it at the end. They just got, they were still over it. They were still over it. Uh, but we did sign up for it. So you don't have a choice. You don't right. have a choice. But we are a crazy family. We are a crazy family. And you guys didn't get to see all that. No. And if you had to go mm-hmm. back and do it again, how would you do it differently? Like, other than the fact that we didn't get to see a lot of this, I guess you would just, I mean, you kind of answer this, just speak up for yourself and just kind of tell it like it is more. Oh, yeah, definitely. I would be more, I would not more myself, I would be myself. You guys would really see me. Um, like I said, I don't put up with anybody. I don't put up with anything. You can't walk over me. I love friends. I can get along with anybody or anything. And like I say, don't ask with me or I'll ask you back. So I think the whole show is like that. And I, and I would put everybody in their place. But um, I, I'm very honest, very straightforward. I don't know any other way to be. I always say that no matter who it is. Your friends within 25 years, you know, I joke around with them. They joke back. I take it. I, I you know, you know, I give it to them. They give it back to me. I don't get offended. But then when there is a limit, there's a limit. So you're not going to like me for that because all they want to do is argue and fight. And you can't even hear each other when you're yelling. What do you want to come back another season because you're yelling more? I mean, why don't you speak normally? Why don't you just make sense when you're speaking? Don't just be aggressive. That's all you hear is yelling. That's why I was like, what is this? It's not really fun to watch. There's no no drama in it. There's no drama in there. It's not life. It's not real life. You don't talk like that to your kids. You don't answer like that to your kids or anybody you meet. What are you, an animal? I mean, this is me. There's no other way for me to be. I don't know. I wish I was more political, but I'm not. I'm very aggressive, too. No, I'm like kind of a straight shooter. I like get along with people that are straight shooters. You know, I just feel like if nothing else, I'm brutally honest. And if you love me, you love me. If you hate me, you hate me. That's kind of how I am, you know? I mean, at least you know where you stand then. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to give it to you, give it back to me. I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. I'll have the last word. Did you ever feel pressures from producers? Like, you know, everyone always says, like, is the show real? Is this show real? Like, it's showing what's really going on in your life. But did you ever feel pressure from producers? Like, okay, let's refilm that scene, try to act a different way. You know what I mean? Was there that type of thing going on? Because you hear stories. You know what? Everybody asks me that. If it's real, you know, if there's... um you know, if it's real, if, if you guys, is there really this and that? The thing is that you have to understand there's six personalities and they want to catch you in the act. So um, they don't say do it again or reenact it. They do not. They want to see very organic, very natural, uh, and the camera's on each individual person. They're ready to catch you in action. Um, so they let it go and 
the way it is that you're kind of paired up with somebody that you're going to have a problem with. So they want to watch that. They want to capture those moments. So no, we don't, there's no reenactment at all. We don't know. And you didn't feel any pressure from them to like create drama, et cetera, et cetera. Well, the whole show is supposed to be about drama. So Yes, it is. The whole show is supposed to be drama. So, you know, I signed up for it. I exactly. But I, didn't, but I didn't know what I was getting myself into at all. At and. All. So fast. and the, first time, the first time I went out, it was with um, to, to meet the girls. And everybody bombarding me saying that Vicky did this. Vicky talked bad about my husband. Uh, Vicky said this about my husband. And I'm like, my nerves are not there. I can't. What's going on? I see stakes flying. And I'm like, this is a restaurant. I was so embarrassed because I'm not used to things like that. So I kind of <laughs> shifted my, <laughs> I was getting a Brussels sprouts. And I said, oh, this Brussels sprouts is good trying to change the subject. <laughs> but and I'm like, do we take this home or do we pay for it? Because I was embarrassed, and the Russell spouse was very good, and I didn't even end up eating it. So it, it's just, I wasn't used to things like that. But then I kind of started to learn, but they were yelling so much, and really there was no conversation. When someone's yelling at you, they're t- in a way, they're telling you to shut up. So, and I'm not one to, so I really couldn't give it back. And I just held myself inside with my nerves that I was shaking and I, I regret that. And if I ever do go back, it's going to be, I'll put you in your place. That's the only reason I'll go back is to put you in your place. And let's not forget the fact that you are the 100th housewife. Woohoo. Yes, I am. The whole right. I am 100th housewife. I ended up being 100th. <laughs> yeah, I know. Thank you. That is it's an that's honor. like a nice thing. Before we go, is there anything else you would like to um, you would like to discuss? I'm sorry that we couldn't see each other live. I'm so sorry about that too. I tried really hard. Something was not going right, so I apologize. But thank you for taking the time. I appreciate it. But is there anything else you want to ask me? Uh, I'm very open to any questions you have. So. Just I'm trying to put it out. I'm there. trying to think. I mean, I really wanted to know about like Megan. I wanted to know about Kelly, Tamara, Vicky. You know, your time on the show. Everything is going well now in life. Things are good. Right. Yes, things are great. Uh, family's all here. My two girls go to uh, to university. One, Giovanna graduated. Now she's studying for LSAT. And um, my daughter goes to FITM and uh, works for Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, she has very high standards. Um, she wants, she's going to FITM and she wants to be, uh, she's in the business aspect of it. And uh, Giovanna wants to take over the company. And I said, you know, you want to take over the company, you're going to law school, you get your law degree. There's going to be a lot of contracts to read. So that's what she's doing. And the younger one's going to come to the business too. And she wants to be a buyer actually for um, high-end retail stores like Barney's or um, um, 
Nima Markish, and she has a vision. So if she's she's like a year in advance of putting like clothing together and uh, not a designer aspect, but um, putting dresses together, putting clothing together. I mean, she has an eye for it. She's amazing. But every weekend they're here raiding my refrigerator and they put, they put a bag right next to the right next to their fridge and they're um, raiding it. So and then they go back home and come back the next weekend. So they're always here and it's always a full house um, with my son as well and my husband. So it's always a full house. They did leave, but they're always back home. They can't leave for good. That's good. Well, I mean, hopefully you guys are going to stay quarantined until we're not. I was supposed to be out that way. I had something I was coming out literally to the OC area for at the end of oh. April, but I don't think it's happening now. Oh, yeah. No, no. Either if we're six foot away, it's going to happen. I know. <laughs> six feet away. So it's not going to happen. So let's it's- see. Hopefully we did meet one day. I would love to go get drinks. That would, it be, would be a pleasure to see one on one, face to face. That would be amazing. Yeah, like I think this thing I was coming out to the OC for is going to be rescheduled. You know, just for the future. And when it does, I'm going to let you know because I would love to grab a drink with you as well. For sure, for sure. They're staying until August or July. So let's see what happens. Hopefully That's kind of end. I think the same thing. I mean, some people, you know, listen, who who knows? I think that I am on your page. I think it's going to be like an August thing, but that's just my opinion. What do I know? Yeah. You know, exactly. but, I would, what but we do? So we're all on the same page. But until then, I'm going to stay boarded up myself because better safe than sorry. Exactly. Better safe than sorry. Quarantine with your whole family. You don't have exactly. a choice either. You're going to love each other or hate each other. <laughs> Seriously. Well, I said, like, I think there'll be a lot of babies made during this time. And I think the opposite. I think a lot of, <laughs> no, but like, also think about it. I think a lot of couples that possibly are locked away are like, oh my God, you're just not the person for me. I'm in the wrong relationship. I think it's going to be one of the two. <laughs> That's, there's gonna be uh, a lot of divorces. <laughs> yeah, I think there's gonna be a lot of babies or a lot of divorces. This is honestly what I think. This is this is where my and mind with goes. A lot of alcohol with yeah. a lot of wine. <laughs> Seriously, like I don't don't even get me started. I am like a drinker to begin with, and like I can't even imagine. But <laughs> you know, we have to pass the time Bo- somehow. Right, right. Vodka four lines with club soda. Uh, <laughs> and that. I like. I like a double vodka on the rocks with two lines, maybe three. So we're, we're, oh, we're really? really? Yeah. I like a gray goose on the rocks with like two lines, a double, and maybe three lines. Hey, try that with jalapeno. It tastes better. Be like oh, muddled. That sounds delicious, actually. <laughs> that sounds delicious. Right. Oh, my God. It's so refreshing. You'll be on your third feeling great. <laughs> Seriously, we have to pass the time somehow. So, but that's I know, awesome. I know. Well, I really, I really thank you for sitting down. Hopefully the sound is okay. I know we had some technical difficulties to begin with, but I'm glad we got to speak. A pleasure. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Anytime. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I love you dearly. I'm a huge Peggy fan. Thank you. 
Oh, and thank you so much for your support. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Anytime. And I'll keep in touch. And when I'm out there for real, I would love to grab a drink for real. Definitely. Definitely. I would love that. It would be my pleasure. I would Definitely. love it. We'd go to Javier down the hill. Yeah. It'd be fun. Amazing. Thank you so much, Peggy. Thank you again. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for the call. Anytime. Have a good day. You too. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.